Hello. I am Laura Collins. And I am Neva Tamson. And together we are Mr. Sister in the City. city. Yay. Okay. Yay. So we are on week two here, episode two. And um, this episode uh, of Sex in the City is called models and mortals so Uh, a title that gave me instant anxiety (laughs) and made me instantly feel bad about myself oh no um before we get started though is there anything you'd like to share about your week neva moi yeah um i ordered a dummy um oh (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to Randy Newman. Oh, I saw Shania Twain. Uh, brag, brag, brag. Um, and I hung, got to go to the Grove twice, so it was really... <gasps> you saw <laughs> Billy Crystal. <gasps> I saw Billy Crystal. I'm having quite a good week. <laughs> Lots Tell us of about highlights. your week. Lots of highlights. Speaking of ho- highlights, I got balayage today. Wow. Balayage, my first experience. The first time I did it and I asked for balayage, the woman bleached the under part of my hair and <laughs> then like darkened the front. So I looked like Avril Lavigne. And uh, this time I love it. It looks really good. She did a great job. Shout out to Paris. That's her name? Yeah. Paras. Paris. P-A-R-A-S. Okay, cool. Yes, That's cooler. Yes. It was great, though. Um, what else? What else is happening this week for moi? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to go see Crazy Rich Asians soon. <gasps> I can't wait to see that. That was a I'm great excited. book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really excited. And then um, watch the Bachelorette finale on Monday. Mom Can I say a something? Lot to say about that? Yes, go on. So, um, I only actually watched the first week of the <laughs> Bachelorette, and I decided to live tweet it, um, which <laughs> I never do. Yeah, I got really into it, and oh, right, you told me, and I said um, she's going to choose Garrett. You knew you and were a zeitgeist. Did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so I don't I don't tweet, but what I do do is sometimes like on big live events like that, like the Oscars or like something I'm watching that I know will be getting a lot of attention, I will like look at Twitter and Michelle oh. Collins, <laughs> do you remember her from the oh, view? Yeah. She's yeah. hysterical about the I, bachelor, yeah. Yes, yeah. I wa- I like looked at her tweets throughout the whole thing. Plus, I was talking with Dia. I w- we were texting, mm. which was also hilarious. And um, just Michelle Collins's commentary was just like to just die for. Hilarious, yeah. It was so yeah. funny. So so it's funny. funny how the Bachelorette's a thing now. This is 2018. I know. Just to see where we've come from, watching Sex in the City in 1998, <laughs> 20 years later, this is what it's come to. True. Like, I mean, would you ever do it? Never. Never. Nightmare. I would not last a minute in the Bachelor house. (laughs) I don't think I would either. But that being said, I feel like people would like you. I feel like all the girls would like you. The girls would. But people would be like, oh, that girl's weird. And then they would edit me, like, talking to a raccoon. And then, I mean, it would just be upsetting. Yeah, oh, you, you know. feel like that's how they would uh, play you? As, For sure. As the cuckoo bean? 
Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Mom would be upset. Mom would be very upset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um okay, so do you want to jump into this week's episode? I do. Okay, so I do. everybody, we're tra- traveling back in time to 1998, 20 Ooh. years ago. Oh, and everyone looks better because there was time between the pilot and this episode. Yes, which is one of my notes that I'm going to get to. So do you want to yeah. talk, so as someone who lives in Hollywood and who knows about the, um, I guess, pilot season, et cetera, and the making of shows, maybe you do, maybe you don't. Could you explain that? Like, so, okay, what I think happens is that you shoot the pilot, and then if it mm-hmm. gets picked up, like, how long in between, though, do, would that take, do you think? I think you shop it around to different networks before it gets. Could it take so years, how- even? It could. You know how you said the song, yeah. for the theme song, how you're like, oh, but it couldn't be because that song's from 2000, 2000, but it started in 1998. And I, I, I was kind of thinking a bit, maybe that oh. song was only made in 2000. Maybe they just attached it to the show afterwards because the, like after the pilot got picked up or later on. Right. I don't know. Possibly. I could be totally wrong. And also, um, when I talked about the address to camera last week and that being a Ferris Bueller, I thought, oh my God, I'm such a fool. And in later reflection, I realized it's a Woody Allen Annie. You still there? Yeah. Oh, it's still recorded. Sorry. My gate buzzed. I got it. Did delivery. you order food? I ordered a dummy. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> okay. What? You ordered it in the last like two minutes? No, on August 1st. I've been waiting for it a few days. A week, actually. And you know that's what it is arriving? It has to be. I'm looking out the window watching. Oh, but what I was going shit. to say... This is for your thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay, right. let me talk about this, though. So, yeah. um, so I realized it's not a Ferris Bueller callback. It's an Annie Hall callback. Because when you look at how all the other stuff is filmed, addressed to camera, it's such yeah. a Woody Allen right? Thing because it's New York. And I was like, oh, my God, Hello. Hello, obvious child. That's a Paul Simon song. <laughs> I can. Oh, here's the person walking. It's not Uh-oh. the dummy. It's not oh. the dummy. Something so what else. is it? Um, he's holding a little package that uh, it's like an envelope in a box. So I think it's. I ordered 250 uh, paper straws because. Why? Uh, because plastic straws are bad for the ocean. So can you like, just buy one glass one? No, because I like the fun of having different colored straws every day. It's like one of my pleasures of the day. Okay, let's get back on track. (laughs) Oh, my God. I ordered something from Amazon today. What did you order? Purple shampoo for for the blonde hair. Yeah, Yeah. just like to keep the toner good. You know what a really good one is? is, um, Yeah, yeah, leave it. Um, <laughs> whoa, well, I'm record, we're recording something. So, okay. That was okay. Okay. Go on. Um, the Claryl, Claryl purple highlights is a really good. Oh, I got one kind called Fanola. Apparently it's good. really good. Well, yeah, apparently it's the best. Mm hmm. It was only $18, though, for 350 milliliters, which is, she said, more than enough. Yeah. Wow. And it's, like, called No Yellow or something. Yeah, it takes out all the brassy tones. Yeah. Yeah. There's one called No Orange. 
<laughs> wow. I yeah. wonder if that's what um, Kim Cattrall and Carrie would have had to use. What <laughs> Potentially. Their, what, their, what they would have had to use back in 1998 if the technology was the same well, I, and how I it's remember, evolved. I remember, like, back in the day, I when I had blonde in my hair, I had the purple shampoo then, too. So I think that's been around for quite a while. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I guess, okay, so, like... Although I do like to go in sequence with my notes, like I didn't notice immediately that her hair was longer. And then I was like, oh, that's what's happening. And it really softened her overall look. She like, looks so much better. Yeah. Like, although in last episode, I said that, like, it's funny because, like, as six, the sixth season comes about, like, um, she goes back to her shorter look, her shorter hair look, like the way that they style it and everything in the first episode is just way more like um, obvious that we're in, in a like, you know, pastime. Whereas later in the seasons, I feel totally. like they were able to soften her and make her look more timeless. Like, I it was agree. very obvious that it was, like, 90s, kind of, you know? Yeah, she looked much softer in this episode. Um, so, shall we kick things off at the top of the show? Let's do it. The okay. modelizer, Nick. Okay, so Carrie is writing about a dinner party Miranda went to. Oh, <laughs> Miranda. And Miranda looked way better. She didn't look so severe. She also looked much softer but I feel like what they do with Miranda if we want if we want to just like go into like the makeup for a quick sec I think what is so (laughs) odd about her first season looks is they never I don't think they ever mascara her eyes and because she is I don't know if anyone knows like Cynthia Nixon is like a natural blonde like her eyelashes almost look translucent so she looks like Kevin McAllister correct or as Anderson or as Andy Cohen said about um Anderson Cooper's hair, they were like shards of glass. They were so light. <laughs> wow. So, so like she has these very light eyelashes and, um, and I feel like between the like abruptness of like the red lip they give her and the fire engine red hairstyle <laughs> and then no eyelashes. There's it's no very, dimension. Yeah, yeah, it's very startling. And then a very white face. Okay, so she is at a dinner party <laughs> with her new boyfriend, Nick. They are all like going around in a circle, like playing a game. It looks like they're having a ball. Veronica the- Lake, Sophia Loren, yes. Marilyn Monroe, Bing Crosby. So the topic is celebs you would want to sleep with. So um, do you remember who Miranda said? Sean Connery, <laughs> yesterday, today, and tomorrow. <laughs> I loved that. I did too. So she's feeling really good about it. Like they're all, it's panning around. They're all laughing at her. She's part of the crowd. And then they head to the kitchen. Like the and women and the men split off. Yeah, I wrote, uh oh, kitchen talk with the girls. <laughs> Never good. Oh my God. Oh my God. Why do I have in brackets people who meet in the elevator? Did they meet in the elevator? They met in the elevator and he said, Who she meets had... in the elevator? Can okay. I just ask? <laughs> No, and everyone's scared in the elevator. Yes, Can't exactly. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to look someone in the eyes or you're like, oh my God, they're going to attack me. 
I remember when I first moved to Toronto, um, I feel like it was the first time in a long time I was exposed to people. <laughs> I went in an elevator in my new building and I laughed the whole way down in hysterics because I mean, I couldn't function in that atmosphere. So to actually meet someone to date is like, wait, cool. were you alone when you did that? Or were there people around you? No, there was like a there was a, it was a full elevator. That's, like, even more fucked up. I know. I'm sorry. But he said <laughs> that she had nice legs, and I thought this was a clue. I thought it was a clue. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, yes. Yeah. So, this guy, Nick, <laughs> says she has nice legs. And then, oh, so one of the girls, mm. in a non-bitchy way, but kind I, of yeah. bitchy because, like, she knew it would stir the pot, says, oh, I guess he uh, listened to our ultimatum. Or something about an ultimatum. I have ultimatum. And then, so embarrassing. And then, um, of course, that piqued Miranda's interest. It would pique anyone's interest. You'd think, uh, like, yeah, why? Like, why is he a drunk? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, no, models. Models. Um, and then, it, basically, we pan to, like, a whole flashback of... Them, the same group of people playing the same, the same game, game time after time after time. Veronica likes Sophia Loren. And then every time it would cut to Nick's date and it would always be a model and she'd be like pushing around her food on her like uh, plate. plate or she'd be like pouting or she she would be like suggestively whispering into his ear like and and uh wait do you remember did I write this down they were like and who would you choose to the last girl oh Charlie Sheen Charlie Sheen okay and I love that because I'm we think of I feel like that's another demonstration of how far we've come. So because true. Charlie Sheen, circa 1998, he oh. started working in 1970. was like, you know, he was on Friends like yeah. a couple of years before. He was big stuff. He was, he was big stuff. Yeah. Um, Loved now, him in uh, What's Wall Street. Oh, my God. I love that movie. In all the hits. And now he's Tiger Blood winning lots of problems. <laughs> winning. And he probably would be sleeping with whoever that apparently was he's said broke that. now and he can't pay child surprised. support and guess who is apparently going to be on the next episode or next season of the real housewives of beverly hills oh denise richards apparently but do you that know how much news. money he was making more than any tv actor of all time on she should go two on and a half real men. housewives of atlanta and play child support <laughs> man opposite sheree <laughs> <laughs> oh that's hilarious he was making more money than anyone on two oh right two anyone and that was the that's top right. show chuck Lorre. it was huge and um so i wild? guess he spent all of his money on drugs and toots whoa oh prostitutes i was like huh <laughs> i want to make a comment on this whole model thing One yeah of the first yeah. things i wrote i wrote down a couple things so I have a short friend who thinks he has to date tall girls so that he'll have normal-sized children. Oh. And um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just thought that was interesting because I always thought guys only want to date girls who are shorter than them. So this whole model thing. So they would feel really like. Feel like, you know, more they were masculine the big macho or whatever. man. Yeah. So that's one observation that I made. And then like the what hope is there for the rest of us sort of thing. But 
what I really want to say about 2018 in contrast to 1998 yeah. is 1998 model was like the pinnacle supermodel, Christy Turlington, but now everybody's model True. <laughs> on Instagram. It's like, it's not the supermodel era anymore. It's like, everyone's like, oh, I'm a model. I'm a model. I'm right, a model. Right. So it's, yeah. So it's funny how that term doesn't hold the same weight as it used to. That's true. That is true. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. an interesting comment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. However, I feel like still to have Gigi or Bella by your side is still like there's still the... Um, you feel them like cascading the, over you? Well, and the caliber, or I mean, not the caliber, but there's still like, I think the... A hierarchy. Yeah, I do think that. I agree. Platinum versus bronze. I feel awful now, but, um, are we bronze? Um, I'm not, <laughs> and neither are you. You just got balayage. So, <laughs> so that's true. I have to tone. Okay. I want to talk about how, when one of his girlfriends gets up from the table and all the men gawk at her, the model, right? Gross. Why do they do that? Why is that a thing? Mm. Why do men ogle? And, I don't know and... why men would do that, especially in the presence of other women. I know. It's so obvious. I feel like the man in New York, though, like the man that we are um, usually observing, I don't want to make, I don't want to say that across the board men are not like this, but I feel like the men of New York particularly are so, so uh, label based and so like. And LA. Yeah, everything is based on. Um, you're like who you know, who you're with. Like it's all about it's all a social standing, um, ex- like experience and experiment for everybody. Like it's true, yeah. Like I feel like especially there, like there's so much more value in, yeah. um, yeah. Which I guess like is why I don't want to skip to the end, but the end was so satisfying. Actually, I loved it. I was I really happy about it. Okay, so we'll hold the phone yeah. on that and. And I just want to point out that men hate it when their girlfriends get checked out. True. Yet they are always check they're check outers themselves. So why do they get all offended and like, oh my god, just looked at you? I don't but know. Then it'd be pretty like, weird if a bunch of women like craned their necks and like were like their a- mouths were hanging open and yeah. <laughs> I agree. I always go I always try to like go overboard and pretend to not even see the person at all. Okay. So That's I'm the just other like, extreme. <laughs> well, cause I like to be present to whoever I'm with. I don't want them to not feel right. You know, like, yeah, I think I it's like human nature for people to look like that's fine, but not to make it like uncomfortable. This is why mm-hmm. it is totally a man thing though, because in cartoons, there's always like that little like whistling wolf character. That's like being that a wolf. pervert, pervert, yeah. whistling wolf. It's like little red riding hood. Yeah. Right? Just Where does that come big from? Big old pervert, a in, pervert a, man. in a red pervert grandmother's man. dress. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So okay. my next point um, is that I have, um, I say, who is this? So this is about Nick. Who is Nick? Who is this unattractive man? 
Does he have a lot of money? And now maybe that's, what that's I was an understatement on my part to think right. like someone who's not as attractive. Plus, he doesn't doesn't seem very dynamic. I could see like an unattractive, dynamic, <laughs> funny, interesting man, but this Nick character doesn't seem to be very funny. Have anything yeah, going he on? He seems to be pretty flat in terms Bland. of like yeah. There's nothing that exciting going on. And how is he getting all of these models anyhow? I know. Where is he meeting them? Why are they dating him? He must I don't be, understand either. And then I have to jump to the conclusion then that he has money. Well, I guess if he was in the same elevator as Miranda, they must work in the same um, He's a lawyer. building. So he must either be a lawyer or a professional because usually those people all work in the same building. True. But I also kind of felt resentful of the fact that they said that, that they kind of generalized models in this in this box of being people who are unable to have conversation that thought true. would be interesting and engaging or fun or yeah. vivacious or smart yeah so i for this kind of a looming thing of the whole episode where it's where i didn't think that was fair or why or is why is this such a stigma though why is it such a stigma that well okay darwin so, i so, have a theory well my next thing that i write is intellectual beard so because I guess <gasps> I guess Miranda is um, his quote unquote intellectual beard because right. she's, she's not so obviously quote unquote not beautiful. So why do people think that women that are beautiful can't be smart? And why is it yeah. that women who are beautiful occasionally do use like it is a crutch and they? don't ever develop further because they are used to people just, um, I guess, giving them what they want because of their beauty. Like it's kind of, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of ideas wrapped up in all of this. Really? It's loaded and it's such a big part of our culture. It's yeah. It's a really big deal. Yeah. Especially right now, especially now because what, of every tour. No, because oh. <laughs> of everything that's happened with like Harvey Weinstein and everything right. like, and because of the me too and, um, uh, okay. too much and not now and all of that. And, uh, everybody's kind of, you know, taking a stand about like not being valued for their physical appearance, but it is more of a, like, you know, uh, women want their minds to be, what speaks valued. first and valued and they don't want it to be about the physical, but on the other side of the dime, then we have, I think we all know that when you are attractive, you can use that to your advantage. And I think that people do play both sides. I'm not going to lie play to our strengths, I guess. I, right? Yeah. Like giving an, an extra little smile sometimes to someone like, and I know they're going to, yeah, kindness, but also when I feel like being a little flirtatious, maybe oh. to the dry cleaner or to, you know, just <laughs> what? not flirtatious, but you know, like Mr. An extra I little... need my suit for lunch tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Oink. Do you think you could make it happen? You slide him a two. But you know, like an extra little smile sometimes and you know that like it's going to get the point across a little bit more I don't know I can't explain sometimes it. or sometimes they look at you like you're it's not gonna I don't know oh yeah I that happens all the time too of yeah. course yeah okay so what were you going to say what was your um you're gonna oh, make my, a, my theory yes 
oh, it's a Darwinian self-defense mechanism. Because you look at someone, you see them, they have all of this stuff. You think, where's their weakness? Where's your, where's their flaw? People try to villainize it and say, it's not fair. They must have something so that you can, so that in the realm of competition, you have a chance. And I don't say that I think that way. I just think that's where it stems from. It's like survival of the fittest. Just like when you're picking a partner or when you're picking or when someone's choosing you, right? It's like birds, like a peacock, mm-hmm. <laughs> how there's the vibrant colors. It shows vitality. It shows stamina. Your, fit, your, your outer appearance is a manifestation of your inner health and vitality. So if you have, or so it appears, because the mind, if it's unhealthy, can fold in on all of it eventually. So that's why, why people who don't stimulate their education and their, their intelligence, you can only get so far with it and then your looks go anyways. So what are you left with? Well, we better move on fast because okay. that was a buzzkill. So modelizer. <laughs> I feel like modelizer was like, I totally remember that word. I totally. don't know if it stemmed from sex in the city, if it was the sex in the cityism, but like, I feel like it was also very much of that time because even though it's like, it's so 90s, it's yeah. so 90s, even though it definitely is still a thing like Leonardo DiCaprio, for instance, have we ever seen him not with a model? Like he's but the always been with a model. It's lost and it's yeah. easy when it's him, but there's just something interesting about the nineties. Yeah, there is <laughs> modelizer for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why there is just something so campy and cheesy about it, but yeah, well, because I feel like the models, it wasn't like an overly, there was sexy more prestige, situation. like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Like you think of like Christy Brinkley totally. and she was so sweet. Or you think of Christy Turlington or you think of um, Naomi Campbell or Cindy Crawford, Eva Evangelista, yeah. Yeah, Cindy Crawford, all the greats. Yeah. Let's throw Janice Dickinson in cause she toy- coined the term, but <laughs> she's the one that started Modelizer? No, supermodel. Oh, supermodel, right. Yeah. yeah. And then Beverly, whatever. Iman, we have lots of uh, Tyra Banks. Yeah. Um, the, the, thro- the phone thrower. Did you say her, Naomi? Yeah, Fonda? I did. <laughs> With her diamond encrusted phone. I'll never forget that. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, okay, so, so it's men who are obsessed with models. And then mm-hmm. um, we cut to the next scene. So Carrie and the girls are all eating in her kitchen and they're dissecting this. They're like getting Chinese food in her kitchen and then they go into the living room. Have we ever seen them eating in the kitchen, by the way, after this episode? Never. I don't think I don't so. think we never. ever do. Never, they never really hang out at the ap- no. each other's apartments except only for in the, the movie. movie. Yes, yeah, when they're going through the closet. yeah, yeah. But other than that, we don't really do that. Not we're really. Always at yeah, brunch. we're usually. Yeah. <laughs> so there, which is true there. to New York. I feel like people don't yeah. really have each other over yeah. unless you live in the boroughs, right? <laughs> or unless then there's yeah, you yeah. have a giant home um, in the yeah, city. There's not the space. That's not what New York is about. It's not about dinner parties. It's about dinners out. Yeah going to all of the interesting yeah. fun restaurants but um, yeah yeah there's so many good options why would you eat in let yeah. me talk about cute versus supermodel 
cute versus supermodel and what um, culture that we live in that raises such unrealistic standards for women. So I guess it is. Men don't get it. Yeah. I heard this expression the other day and it is uh, Winston Churchill. And um, so it's, it's like, you know, quite offensive, but um, the, the expression is uh, ugly women are lazy women. I know that apparently, apparently, I mean, I could have this all wrong, but, um, apparently he said that. And, um, I think like, wow, that's really hard to hear because you're like, Oh, but, um, I think like also, I see what he's saying though, actually. Yes. I I think it's terribly offensive, but I, I but right away I'm like, I get it. Like you get it. And like, hence me sitting for six goddamn hours today, getting this hair highlighted. That's exactly what I it's thought. I was so like, you getting your hair done. Consuming. That's not lazy. That's no. Determination. And like getting my nails done, you know, like every two weeks and like, yeah. White doing my setups teeth every day. And yeah. Putting on yeah. face masks, getting my All eyebrows choices. done. Yeah. yeah. And like, like if what we you want, how much you walk. I work out for two hours every day. And like, dare I like... say I'm quite low maintenance. And I would say that you are too. Like, but think of all the things that we just listed and going to the makeup store, spending times through the years, spending money on makeup and That's all getting the right money on. <laughs> Is makeup and clothing. They're getting and I'm the like, right hungry, but I'll be skinny. So even though we think we're low maintenance, like why is it that we still do all of these things? Who's putting this pressure on us? It feels good. So that is kind of the basis of all of it is that it does feel great looking in the mirror and being like, you know, I feel happy. I have to say like after I wash my face in the morning or when I get up and I look in the mirror and like, I look great. However, before I go out into the world, it's like, you know, you're just, you're just, um, you're, I don't know it's not like you're creating a shield, but you're creating something that like does build a layer of confidence and it makes you feel a little better putting on a little mascara. And like, this doesn't have to just do with models. This has to do with any, any woman who, yeah. Or even men, like even Blair, my husband likes to get his hair cut and likes to put on a new outfit and likes to give himself, you know, yeah, yeah, like a clean shave. And like, I think anybody feels a little better when they put some effort into it. So I yeah, that why do we have these time? Uh I mean, I need to talk to (laughs) (laughs) from the beginning of time. People have been dressing up in costumes and idolizing the gods. And even like back in the Cleopatra days, they were putting clay on their faces because, and that's what, and then we have the, um, the tradition of Halloween or All Hallows Eve because people like to experiment with their look because it's an outer manifestation of who you're feeling like being that day. Yeah. It's a representation. It's the first thing that people see when they – or people discover about you when they meet you is your physical appearance. And in that first 30 seconds, all of that is like – it's your resume. But I guess what we can't change versus a model is like, I guess the unrealistic aspect from uh, the average woman who looks beautiful and whatever and puts themselves together nicely is the height thing. There's something about the height like of a model. I feel like that plays into all of this because at one point, and we're going to get to this character, he calls a model a thing. 
Like it's like a, a commodity. Yeah. Like there's something I think specifically, um, I don't know, exotic about like yeah. a very tall, like, um, uh, tall, like delicate Life. creature that they find more intriguing. Like there's something about it that everyone, when you see a model in the street of New York or wherever you are, you know, right away. Instantly. Not because they're yeah. five foot tall, but you know, you see their gazelle like stature and you're like, that's a model. Yeah. So Definitely. I think that's what part of the unrealistic aspect is because we can throw on a pair of heels, but you're not going to be like, you know, five foot 11. And uh, like, there's just something about being a model, you, you can learn to be a doctor, you can learn how to strut like a model, but you can't like change change your physical. Yeah, beyond a certain realm, unless you got your legs broken. (gasps) Didn't somebody do that? Who? Not anyone I know. Didn't like Zac Efron, didn't somebody? Whoa. Whoa, never mind. Well, why Um, wouldn't all of them do it then? All of them are petite. Risky, okay, probably so very painful. Then all of the women, like which most of us do, but um, we're not going to do this. But they go around in a circle, and Charlotte says she hates her thighs. Miranda says she hates her chin. Carrie points to her nose, and then Samantha says nothing, <laughs> and she's I quite satisfied. I love the way I look, <laughs> and I, I think that's that. really great. That made yeah, me. Yeah, I put a star next to that. I was like, you know what? Yeah, actually, yeah, that's more like it. Which leads Carrie to her question: How powerful is beauty? Yeah. It's very powerful. Very. As much as nobody wants to say it is, it's definitely a tool. Yeah. Like, don't, okay, don't you think, like, with everything that happened with Harvey Weinstein, like, and all of the men that are being called out in Hollywood, as much as, like, everything that they've done is wrong, like, the whole game is about physicalities, too, and as much Mm. as it is about talent, like you know, that is what a casting director does, or uh, they look at a list and they look at everything that you, that aligns to you and everything that doesn't align to you based or only based on physicalities, like based Yeah, because alone they tell you from the get-go that you're a product in the modeling world and in the acting world. You are a product. Yeah, and that's who everybody else aspires to be are these people in Hollywood. So that that's where this unrealistic thing comes from, especially in North America. Like, we're bombarded by it. Yeah, and it says, beautiful women, we're intimidated by an unreal fantasy. Hmm. Well, because think about all the airbrushing and the yeah. makeup and the... Right. So even the thinnest of girls, they'll still like make the legs thinner. They'll make the eyes bigger. They'll do all the things that we think we're supposed to, Mm -hmm. um, that we're supposed to enjoy aesthetically looking at. And they emphasize them even more. Yeah. So not even they look that way. This is why I love Heather Dubrow of Heather Dubrow's world (laughs) and the housewives, even though like, you know, 
Um, there are moments that I'm like, oh God, I do like that. One thing I like that she says is that she never puts a filter on her Instagram, which I don't God, but she's like, I never put an Instagram on my or filter on my Instagram photos because I never want anyone to come up to me and be like, that's what you look like. Or, oh, this is what you like in person. I always do. You do? Do you, You mean the filter where you like make the colors prettier? Oh, well, yeah, a filter, but you know, like Facetune? Oh, that. No. I don't even know no, no. how you do that one, but. No, I do the, I do, I thought you meant like on Instagram stories, you scroll no, over and no, 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 no. Jiper. <laughs> I like, it's my favorite. I like the second like one. I can't oh, think of what it's called. It has a blue Rio, Cal- Celadon? Cairo. It's a Caledon. second one. And then, then oh, I you're did... talking about the post. I'm talking about the stories. Oh, yes. Yeah. What's, the, what's the post that I love? Oh, my God. Juno. Oh, Juno. I love Juno. It's so turquoisey. It makes me feel like Palm Springs electric <laughs> popsicle. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so now. Heather's um... missing out. <laughs> Um, so now Carrie is with, uh, Harvey from Suits. We know him who happens to be married, not to a model in real life, but Jemima. Yeah. Yeah. Who looks like a model, but she's a model. Maybe she is Jemima. What's her name? Probably you dabbled at it. Yeah. She was We're in just Bridget call her Jones, Jemima. the edge of yeah. reason. Um, the British, British one. Yeah. yeah. Um, we think it's a threat the whole way along. And maybe she <laughs> is. If you haven't watched Yeah, spoiler alert. She's a lesbian. Uh, um, <laughs> oh, okay. And, and she's the, I mean, in love have, with Bridget. You haven't seen Bridget Jones, the edge of reason. Like, you have no business being here right now. <laughs> <laughs> Get lost. Yeah. Get out of here. So his yeah. name is Barkley. He's a painter who lives in lives in Soho. Soho wonder. <laughs> and uh, I said Barkley calls models things. And, oh. and then um so yeah, he's shallow. <laughs> and then uh, we like see we he says you want to see my real passion? And like, we pan over to like a stack of TVs. Yeah. I was like, Oh, right. That, this. Yeah. How it could looks I like forget? an arts installation of sorts. And you're like, Oh no, what's this going to be? Take it away. Yeah. What, what happens? Um, Barkley having sex with various models on camera, winking into the camera. He knows it's there. They may or may not know. <laughs> it is. Uh, I think that, like, Carrie is both visibly oh. alarmed and kind of intrigued. And and I wrote, <laughs> why is Carrie hanging out with Barkley? She has all these weird random friends at, at first. Yeah. And but I guess I kind of have weird random friends. when I Because I'm always like, why is she hanging out with everyone? You do, actually. You do. And then I think about myself and, like, some the people I've hung out with in the past couple of weeks. And I'm like, wait a minute. Why... Bye. <laughs> I guess that's where you do I dig these like, people when, up. You yeah. just like you're like maybe that will be interesting today, and then then you hang out with that person. You're like, oh right, that's why I never hang out with them. And then a couple months later, you'll make the same mistake, and you'll maybe be exposed to a Barclay scenario, or hopefully not. But maybe you like that. I don't know. And all <laughs> Carrie says, all she can muster is, with a cigarette hanging out of her mouth, can I have a light? <laughs> That was cool. I was like, wow, that was a cool way to play it with him effing everyone from Vogue. Okay, next scene. 
I want. Oh, I wrote. Oh, oh no. Yeah, I was like, are you serious? Skipper. Skipper. He's back. I was like, what's going on? So he's the complete opposite of a modelizer. Carrie's wearing a fur coat. (laughs) (laughs) Carrie is wearing a fur coat. And I say, note, hair is now long in episode two. So that's how long it took me to clue in. That's, I feel like I only, oh yeah, I only wrote it down on this page too. This is page four. (laughs) Page four. I was like, Carrie looks 10 years younger than the she first does. episode. She Samantha does. looks older. Yes. Okay, but we'll say why. Okay, wait. Yeah. She's got, what does she have? Say it. Bangs. Bangs age you? Well, something's different about her hair. She has, she doesn't have the bangs in episode one. They made Carrie's hair longer, Samantha's hair shorter. And gave her bangs. And gave her bangs and made... Miranda's hair the shortest <laughs> possible. <laughs> Just shy of a buzz cut. Okay. So oh. then we skip to... St- okay, wait. What does even... I just wrote, oh, okay. no fucking Skipper. I don't even know what he contributed. What did he say? He wants I to see Miranda? He, he answered before Carrie asks. He goes, says, I did, before she finished asking her question. And then... Oh, right. And I did he, what? I don't know. But then he grabs her <laughs> flip phone... Oh, maybe it's his phone. Right. And he presses three numbers to dial her phone. Oh. It's not a complete dial. Then I wrote, he's the worst. And then <laughs> I started to feel bad for him. No, and but then maybe I wondered this is because in why the his 90- name was Skipper. Well, this could be because in the 90s, you would have the, um, what's it called? When you wanted to call someone quickly. Oh, you know, speed dial. Yeah, speed dial. So it was probably speed oh, dial. It's a symbolic speed yeah. dial. Yeah. I have a question. Is Skipper the character on a boat? Skipper Who? is the little sister of Barbie, and it's also and a boat. It's the boat person. A boat thing. I think, the boat assistant, Yeah, right? like, I think, like, you know, Smee or Snee or whatever his name is in yeah, Puck. Yeah, I think he's Puck. the skipper. Ah, I always picture <laughs> him a young sure boy. But I'm not sure that's true. Yeah. Like, knee-high socks yeah, and a little cap. A little and, like, a little with, like, ribbons cute jacket. on the back of Yeah, the there's, like, tails hat. on the jacket yeah. that and match the, the ribbon of the hat. Yeah. yeah. And, like, little yeah. black like shine shoes and him like holding his hands behind his back and skipping yeah. around and, and being like, like captain captain yeah and no front teeth <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay and then we are oh wait 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 wait, wait. yes uh, there she kate because sjp says something really cool she talks about um <laughs> curses oh that anyone is cursed who tries to s- set up their two friends oh yeah which i so love because she's a hocus pocus witch so her talking about curses <laughs> was like a moment of yeah totally oh, for me yeah yeah like she's yeah. acknowledging her past yeah <laughs> maybe we'll get like a shout out of uh girls just want to have fun in the coming maybe. episodes <laughs> we'll maybe or maybe she'll steal the soul of a child <laughs> <laughs> okay fingers crossed okay um so then we have stanford who is also we learn a modelizer and carrie everybody is (laughs) carrie's hair is up and she's wearing like this necklace that is like wrapped around her neck twice and then hanging down it was very cute and then a black tube dress and she's holding a jacket and they liked it a lot but it had the tackiness of the 90s absolutely which is something you can't escape and you can't anywhere now it's so funny and then um so we um so now we are at a show that stanford's uh client Client. is at so um because he's a publicist 
publicist? Right, he says. I think he's his publicist or his manager he because must he's be. a talent agent. Yes. And it might be his one client that he has, remember? Yeah. <laughs> so it's this very cute guy, and his name is Derek, a.k.a. Yeah. The Bone. We don't really get to why he's called The Bone, but I guess we can just uh, have a I guess. I didn't hear that phrase once i'm yeah. disgusted with myself i said he looks familiar but i don't think i do know who he is and then he's only wearing him. undies yeah, because when he speaks he's very boring so i that leads me to believe down. this was his first and last it leads part. me to believe he really is a model and that's that, what i think and too then we're being unfair because we're going against what we're trying to say here is that people can are actually more dynamic but there is like some truth to it like I will say this: Whenever a model makes a cameo in a movie or a TV show, it's very there robotic. Is a problem, yeah, yeah. Like at like Janine and Friends, um, Elle McPherson, Andy McDowell, and everything. But um, I love her for some reason. Groundhog know, Day too. I love she it. feels she feels good to be around. Like there's She's like, there's specific Bill in Groundhog Day. Bill, <laughs> how do you know so much about me? How do you know? I know. <laughs> Bill? It's like this wooden performance always. Yeah. Bill Murray, so how do you know? Um, um, and then Stanford says, can you believe that anyone that beautiful could be that nice? <laughs> and I said, why is that a thing? Why must people be nasty to each other just because they think they look good that day? Is that, a, is that who, who made that rule? Because I think that there's like, a, people feel superior because there is a real value and there's a real uh, currency of like, attractiveness but I agree but I would never be mean to somebody no and you shouldn't be like but um just to use something that you've said like because often like you will like find think that people don't like you but I think it's because but that's kind of gone away a bit like that's like after I went to my New York conservatory yeah because I think it really helped me I think sometimes shy people though we don't realize are actually not like are like people that we perceive to be mean and standoffish sometimes can be very shy. I agree. And I feel like, especially when you're someone who is so attractive, I feel like you probably would be getting mixed um, reviews of how people would approach you initially because they might think you are a certain way. Yeah, no, I get that now. I understand that. It took me a while, but now that I'm, older I'm like okay I understand it yeah I think people Um, would be um trepidatious to know like what your personality might be like and because in past experience there's the formula of popular girl and how popular a pretty girl behaves right so people are scared and there's all these kind of laws that go up before everyone realizes it's a safe space yeah it's (laughs) true So, so so now we cut to the fashion show and Samantha's in the first row. So (laughs) Samantha likes the proximity to beautiful people. Yeah. To beauty. Cause I guess she feels like it somehow gets, um, makes her more attractive. (laughs) It gets rubbed off on her. She's yeah. The only person Carrie knows that thinks proximity to beauty makes you feel more attractive. (laughs) I loved that. I was like, that's fantastic. That's such a good way 
to feel about it that you're like what what is it i'm gonna fit in i'm part of it well it's kind of like when you walk into a store though like chanel like which is why i think just someone would love to own a piece of chanel because the proximity to something like that's something that status like makes you instantly feel like a little bit more I don't Let know. me say something to this. This makes me think of one of my most favorite examples that I was lucky to learn just minutes before moving to LA. It wasn't actually minutes. It was probably like a week before, but it changed my life. Yes. So I was watching Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry David, <laughs> and he is hiding out in a hotel in the last season um, because <laughs> he's done something where he has to go into hiding. Well, he runs into a prostitute at the hotel, much like uh, Julia Robertson, Pretty Woman, that sort of thing, you know, like an escort that's at the hotel. He oh, goes wait. after her. What is it called? Prostitute is a sex worker. Oh, whoops. <laughs> We're doing a My Favorite right. Murder crossover Call right out. now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So he goes up to the sex worker and or sits next to her at the bar and says, you know, uh, you'd get a lot more clients if you shopped at Saks Fifth Ave. If you get one dress from Saks, then you'll have 10. I was like, Oh, you wow. told me this. I know. And you I told totally mom. Mom all was like, this in October. I was all about it in October. And I bought all these purses and all these great new outfits. And um, it really fed me and justified a lot of purchases that I'm very happy that I made. So I just want to say, if you want to, like, don't, don't fight it. Don't um, have a negative relationship with it. Be part of it. You're part of it. You're part of that thing that you're scared of, that status or that echelon or that thing you don't think you can be or are. You're it. and larry david taught this to you seriously it really did something to me it really helped me i loved it i was like yeah thank you there is there is something to it about putting something on and just like playing the part yeah totally it yeah yeah um Okay, so, oh, and then I say, no, Samantha has bangs. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I realized. Where I wrote, uh-oh, Samantha Barkley, I vaguely begin to remember. <laughs> oh, um, and then we're at a bar. And Big walks in, and uh, in her voiceover, Carrie says, he is a tycoon. <laughs> <laughs> I love the word tycoon. It makes me is think anyone a tycoon, tycoon in the in the 2000s though is anyone a ty- oh i just burped is anyone a tycoon maybe like the aga khan <laughs> is it what? what i don't know aga khan i don't know I'm that's a up. museum here um oh right okay but I, that's why i know what i ended a wedding that did that okay <laughs> um and i say the bar looks like david bowie christmas whoa yeah i am loving these bars they <laughs> i am too they look so fun and i don't know anywhere in real life that looks like these oh, i places. wish everywhere did but <laughs> like i'd like to decorate my apartment like that for a night and be like it's a bar come over so uh speaking of cute he says he's re he's now reading her columns since bumping into her right and cute. um do we hate do you that see word. something? Are you looking at something? My notes. Do you see something? My notes. My... Oh, why did you smile like that? Oh, I thought you saw like a hummingbird or something. <laughs> Not again. But I did hear one <laughs> buzzing around me when I was at the pool earlier. Uh, I went swimming this morning. So she tells him what her latest um, 
article is about and he's like what's it about mm-hmm. and it's about dating models oh. basically her conclusion is that she feels like it would be wouldn't it be monotonous to date a model like over and over and over and over yeah L- let me say what he responds when she says she's writing an article on men that date models yes only that they're very lucky is what he says <gasps> to her and i was like oof to and you be can- dating him no, only that the the men that are dating the models are very lucky. Oh. And you can see on Carrie's face yeah, that she is looks, very upsetting. It looks like the wind is sucked out of her. Yeah, or like she's going to barf. Yeah, like she's just so depleted yeah. by that. Yeah. Um, and then she and- says there's a competitive part of it, and, it's for val- and she thinks that um, men want the validation. And then Big says that men have a thing for exceptionally beautiful women. Could and then a beautiful that. model comes uh, to stand beside him. <laughs> Misha. And, yeah, Misha. And then basically the conversation Oof, is over. That was upsetting. She felt but cheap and unworthy. Shame for Carrie. who she was. It was uh, very, you saw her crumble. But I mean, it, monotonous is such a strong description to put onto someone. I kind of resented that just because someone was is beautiful doesn't mean that they're all the same. Again, yeah, like I wanna... we can't say everyone's the same exactly. Yeah. It's not fair. I feel like we're honing in on a very specific kind of person and it's the same kind of person that exists today, which is like all of the girls on social media that are completely like image focused and like that's the only thing that you see on their profile and there's absolutely nothing beyond that like it's the kardashian culture that is like every model becomes a businesswoman that is trying to create like a business that they're promoting and then they become a real housewife where they where they keep (laughs) drilling in the point that they are a businesswoman right um and i thought it was really sad when she wrote I thought I had come to terms with how I looked because I feel like everyone feels that for moments of the day. Totally. It's so easy to get pushed off course. All the time. It's so true. Yeah. And then one fun thing, New York little uh, thing that I really enjoyed is how she said that she wrote, writes at a coffee shop on 73rd and Madison. I liked that too. Yeah. Because we only ever see her writing in, in her, her window. Apartment, which yeah. I like because actually Me too. a New York coffee shop, it's like, they're all like now Chaos. filthy and awful yeah. and everybody's running amok. Yeah. It's just not, it's not the romantic <laughs> No, of the 90s. No, I don't think so. Everyone's there just uh, to use the bathroom and to like have a place to sit. Yeah, Yeah. it's not. I agree. But I thought that was kind of a fun little tidbit because like she never in future like doesn't write or she's always writing in her apartment. Yeah. Um, okay, and so now Samantha is <laughs> wanting to get the scoop on, on Barkley. Carrie tells her, and then Samantha, with a sly smile, goes, what a pervert. And I loved how she said that. It made, I really enjoyed that. <laughs> and she was, like, very excited to hear that he films his conquests. And, um, oh, and he this never, is kind of... Yeah, he only, what? he only dates models. He only dates models. And then this is kind of random that Carrie runs into Derek, the model, 
the that was Stanford. Yeah. Yeah. And this is when we really get a good taste of oh, who mm-hmm. he, um, so Derek thinks models are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <He's... laughs> yeah. And then she begs the question, do two models repel one another? Do they only date normal people? Cause I guess she has to ponder Derek's motivations but not to date. why is she date. considered a normal person? She's an author. She's beautiful. Like She's, she's not... self-sufficient. She yeah. has her own apartment. She's she has a fabulous like a model. wardrobe. She has an interesting yeah. face like a model. She's a model. Yeah. Like, she's like a beloved columnist. She has great she's friends. She's a model citizen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. In the future, she does jury duty too. remember that um (laughs) but yeah um so Derek thinks I was gonna make oh yeah Charlotte's like not in this episode oh yeah but that's because Charlotte is a very gorgeous person oh so they can't maybe they thought it would be obnoxious they're all gorgeous though but maybe they are maybe they felt like having Kristen Davis too present would wouldn't nail in the point enough Maybe. I don't know. That's hmm. not a, she must have been, <laughs> had a conflict with shooting something. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. And then, so I write in the next scene. So now we're back at Carrie's apartment because Derek ends up there and they're on the Weirdness bed. Ensues. And I write, Derek is deep, self-conscious, uh-uh. lonely. No. They are smoking. Derek is distracted. <sighs> they both hate their noses. Derek seems like a real model. He is robotic. <laughs> he says he's neurotic. And I said, oh, <laughs> neurotic and so robotic, out. neurotic and robotic distraction. He's like, platonic. I should. He says he thinks about moving back to be a cop Iowa. in Iowa. And then I write Ashton Kutcher question mark. <laughs> <laughs> it's so right. It's like all these people like, I'm going to do something so interesting. I'm going to be a civil servant to the world and lead a life where I ride around in a tractor, just like what's her name? Terry Hatcher and Desperate Housewives with her fucking pickup oh, truck. Or Becca and Garrett from The Bachelor. Or Shailene Woodley eating them. garbage out of dumpsters. <laughs> <laughs> in those shoes she wears that are the toes. Those she toe wears those shoes. toes. Those to- oh, those are the worst. Yeah, to a red carpet. Shailene. Oh, I can't really. wait to see Big Little Lies. By the way, me too. Oh my god. Wait. Okay. Um. So I. So then Carrie, oh, as usual, ponders yet another question: How could somebody so beautiful be lonely? Oh, it's such a. It's a real thing. So, and the real thing is that it doesn't matter be. what you look like. Everyone lives with their themselves their whole lives. So just because you look great doesn't mean you you're feel happy. Great. Yeah, it's yeah, a lot of it work has... to keep both going now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> It's like true. a circus of demands. Yeah. So your mental state, your physical, physical state. Oh, it's no like... one has time for both. It's one or the, <laughs> it's one other. Or the other, guys. So when... maybe that's why some people have no depth, though, because they're just putting so much work into the exterior. They have no time. They just are depleted emotionally and physically. They can't even bother by reading a book. It's too much but to I mean, comprehend. Mom does it all. Oh, <laughs> she does. Okay. So oh, then, no. What? My next note. Okay. Well, I, okay. So I wrote how Derek just wanted to lie with someone. Is that your next oh, note? Let me talk no. about this for a moment briefly. Yeah. So I thought this was such an artist thing to say 
as an actor living in Toronto, New York, and now LA, I can't tell you the amount of times that a friend has come over and said that they would like to lie by me. My friend in Toronto, I won't say her name, um, once was like, can I put my feet up on you while we watch TV? I haven't been close to someone for so long. Can we cuddle? And that's when I knew I had to cut off the friendship. (laughs) <laughs> I wasn't... And it was like a newer friendship. I can't even remember her name. Even if it had been a longer friendship, I wouldn't. I wouldn't well, yeah, cuddle. I wouldn't. That would like, be imagine really... if you and I were cuddling. Imagine if Catherine wanted me to cuddle her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would for a second. I would like hug her. Um, yeah. Okay. So now my next note is, oh no. I wrote that too. <laughs> I was like, fucking street and I write, oh no, skipper. skipper. Who bumps into Saran- to Miranda. Who was wearing great a... earrings, by the way, Miranda. Oh, yeah, she's oh, I think they were like gold I... hoops. Yeah, they were Okay. Fun. But they're at a convenience store, and he's lurking around the corner. <sighs> then he says, why haven't you, um, why haven't you, you been in touch? Me. I've been calling you. Where are you? I've called you numerous times. He's buying Cap'n Crunch. Yeah, um, and, I uh, thought that was fun, actually. Yeah, me too, and I feel like eating it now. Me and too. Then, um, and then um, he, he, like, makes a remark that like is very sweet like un like unlike nick the asshole oh. he says something really sweet that makes her feel like validated. seen by him she yeah, needed validated. the ego boost she looks luminous yeah so they leave together yeah and then he says you get that way with every guy you're with about uh you know i guess they hooked up the last time even though she didn't really like him and I thought oh, that right. was kind of yeah. slut shamey, but I mean, we like him right now for a second. And then I wonder to myself, <laughs> how old is Skipper supposed to be? He's supposed to be, from what I understand, and don't I don't know why I think this, but he's like junior to them. Like he's I like get that a, impression too, but like I don't know why. Junior. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe don't Carrie know. was his camp counselor. <laughs> Because you said camp, and I'm like, maybe she was his uh, counselor. Hard to say. Um, Okay, now we're with Samantha and Barkley. And she and they're like, they are um, in the bed rumbling and tumbling. And uh, she's like, I know that I'm being filmed. And uh, he says, don't worry, I only film models, but <sighs> he will make an allowance. That was so but degrading. Instead of, but she didn't even seem to skip a beat. She was purring into that camera seconds later. like Because you know, that was a blow before the high. So he knocked down all of her confidence. So that giving her any sort of reward was insatiable but wouldn't you if someone said that to you wouldn't you be like you asshole i'd be like i am a but model but she I seemed cool <laughs> what do you think i am and then i'd be like i'm out of here i'm a civilian <laughs> but um so anyways then she they romp, kept on romping while she stared at herself oh, in his uh, TV tower of horrors and then <laughs> and then and then we have Stanford and he calls that Carrie so looking for Derek looking for Derek and um, and uh, Carrie's like oh I hate to tell it I hate to say it but uh, 
he's actually right beside me. And he's like, did you sleep with him? Um, and then, um, what did she say? We talked all night and he's like, I knew he was gay. That's right. <laughs> Cause I guess, uh, I guess a man who wouldn't sleep with the woman he goes home with is definitely gay. Another thing to unpack. Yeah. Lots to unpack. Lots here. to unpack. Okay, and then we have Nick, the modelizer, making one last appearance. He's oh, he's thirty-four. And I thought, whoa, Nick, the modelizer. Yeah, and I thought, Skipper? whoa, Nick, oh, the modelizer. Oh, right. Yeah, he looks a lot older. So I was like, he has aged himself. Life has not been kind to <laughs> Nick. <laughs> I guess that, because he talks about how they suck everything out of you, right? The yeah, models, all of his like money. keeping up with it. It's money, but that's what happens when you um, when you. Uh, don't fuck the girl in the skirt when you want to fuck the girl in the ad for the skirt. Oh, Nick said that. So <laughs> I guess that's what happens. So I guess, I guess what we should take from this is it's just as much work being the man who dates the model as it is being the beautiful looking person. Cause the man dating the model, you're, you have an entry fee and that is, oh being rich and you need to be able to uh, like he seemed he also seemed depleted I feel like at the end of every episode we we realize everybody's just exhausted (laughs) Exhausted. by their circumstances dating regardless of what it is but it doesn't have to be people think it's supposed to be this tension-filled battle of, of, you know, people taking advantage or exploitation or, or um, a transactional thing, but it's like, can't two people ever just be in love and it just be easy? Because that uh, happens too. Maybe not in a city though, that is so reliant on like, I don't know. Fast I think it's moving the speed dating city of the universe. Well, yeah, in LA too. Totally, it's know. so superficial. But I don't really yeah. know. I'm, I don't, I'm not in it, so I don't know. You're um, not, but you are, and you will be. So you know. What do you mean? I will be. Well, that's what world you're wanting, you're looking forward to being in. Oh, I'm not talking about the. Um, I'm not talking about the acting world. I'm talking about dating exclusively. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. Um. Okay, and then we have our final scenes here. Can I say so, what Carrie says? Yeah. So being yes. beautiful is equal to a rent-controlled apartment um, with a view um, of the park um, is bestowed on those who deserve it least. <laughs> I was like, wow, cheated. I mean, where does SKP... Okay, wait, so say it again. Say it so again. So being beautiful is equivalent to having a rent-controlled apartment with... Like that is right on the park and it's bestowed onto those who deserve it the least. Very interesting. Yeah. And she says okay. it a couple times. She uses this, uh, she uses this comparison of being beautiful to having a rent control department on the park. I get that though. I mean, living in New York, like, and yeah. you're paying like a million bajillion dollars for the tiniest, grossest, most horrific apartment. And then you're like, then you go up the street to, you know, Columbus and you're at the park and there's like, there's like a, a someone who lives in one of those rent control apartments only like $600 a month. And you're like, what? Are you serious? <laughs> How is this possible? Well, eventually that will. Uh, They're making rent control a thing in LA. Die out. What? That's what someone told me like a week ago. I was like, huh. 
How can they make that now? I thought that it was something that you had to like inherit. Like maybe they're starting it now. I I don't really know. I didn't investigate it. I actually forgot about it. So until this moment. Very interesting. So, but I um, guess like, no, I mean, being beautiful is something that's bestowed on the people who deserve it the least. It's like, but everyone's beautiful in their own right, in their own right. So I think that, um, are you watching 90 day fiance? <laughs> no, I maybe I'll okay. tune into it later. Okay, you go. Yeah, you talk. because there's some pretty hard. Um, there's some pretty hard up situations. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so big shows up. So big appears. Who date and she's writing. She's writing in the coffee shop again. Yeah, he says there's so many gorgeous women in the city. You just want to be with one that makes you laugh. Yeah, he says so many goddamn gorgeous. Wow, I miss goddamn. <laughs> There's so many but, goddamn gorgeous women in this city. You just want to be with one that makes you laugh. I love that he says this. I love so, it too because it's so yeah, true. This is like what made me feel in the end like leaving this episode on a high. So, yeah. But after a while, you only want to be with the one that makes you laugh. You know what I mean? <laughs> he says. Yeah, and he's like, okay. See ya. Which yeah, I love. I love that and because then, he's yeah. like giving her, like he's building her confidence that she should have always had because yeah. she is funny. She's witty. She's, and she's interesting. Beautiful. And beautiful. And but every like, outfit um, looks good on her. That skinny body. <laughs> you kidding? <laughs> she's always had that skinny little body oh. ever since Annie. Girls just want to have fun. Yes, but I love that. And then um, I guess closing remarks here is oh. to turn your uh, previous statement on its axis. Oh. Carrie says, yes, yes. Oh, I feel like you're going to say the same thing I wanted to say, but you say it. Well, you said the first part of it. And then she says, I take it back. Beauty is forever, but a rent-controlled apartment overlooking Central Park is fleeting. Oh, I wrote it down opposite. <laughs> oh, Beauty is fleeting in rent-controlled apartment over park is forever. Maybe that was... Wait, but isn't the first thing that you said that? I don't even know. Maybe I wrote it off. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny because I thought I came up with that on my own. I was like, I really (laughs) had an opinion on this. Um, Okay. So that's and then we're in the credits. This episode, yeah, we're in the credits. So we are going to take an email from a <laughs> listener, and actually Kate from Nebraska wrote in that her and her okay. boyfriend Stephen have been dating for three years, and mm-hmm. Stephen's birthday is coming up on September fifth, mm. uh, and yeah. Stephen has requested for his birthday that they have a threesome. What do you oh. think Kate should do? Run. For the hills. But I want you to actually give advice that you would give to a friend instead of just like a one word answer. Absolutely not. This is basically like what we discussed last week about open open relationships. relationships, But I feel like this case will be present. And he didn't specify if he wanted a man or a woman to be part of the threesome. Okay, well, first I'd like that to be clarified. (laughs) And then beyond that, let's say if it's a woman, like I feel like someone's feelings are going to get hurt. 
Like if he, if he is with a woman in front of her, that could lead to jealousy. Like it depends what her motivations are and what her feeling, like how stable they're really, I say, no, it's not a good idea. I agree. This is leading to disaster. And then guess what? Once the cat's out of the bag and once this can of worms is open, like I knew a couple that was doing this. And then he started looking on his own at ads and started pursuing relationships separate from her being involved and it led to cheating (gasps) and then it led to sides or just on his side on his side and then it led to the um relationship dissolving it's just a matter of time before that happens it's a recipe for disaster yeah I agree I think that um I think Kate should say sure and then come the birthday she (gasps) should break up with him whoa (laughs) i'm just Uh. kidding i just think she should say not happening and then yeah i think it's time to find somebody else yeah not good because then you i don't know you start getting into weird territory exactly to get like who knows what it will lead to next totally thanks for writing in kate and we hope um, thank you kate we support you whatever you do please keep us posted on what happens next totally all right, that was Mr. Our- Sisters here for you. Mr. Sister in the city is here for you. We're your shoulder in the city. <laughs> All right, and she's in Kansas, Nebraska. Oh, <laughs> we'll come to Nebraska to be your shoulder. No, we won't. You can come to where we are. <laughs> okay, okay, everybody, have a great week. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.